in the eyes of God, I'm going to do what he's asking of me. And that's true righteousness. That's truly following what God wants. That's truly following his call, his word. But at the same time, maybe it doesn't look good to other people. Are we more wrapped up with the appearance of how we look, how we're doing Advent, how we are as Catholics or Christians? Or is that not really a factor for us? Where God calls is where I'm going to go, even if that does not look the way maybe other people's lives look. Welcome back, everybody, to the Valdoco. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. I'm Amy. Welcome back, Amy. <laughs> hey, thanks. Good to be in back person. in person. Yeah, we back missed in you. person. Week four. Well, we're in week three. <laughs> Halfway through week three. Recording, recording <laughs> barely, week we're four. Like just touched, just week, touched three. week three. But uh, today we go through the Sunday readings for week four. Update. Three weeks in. Two and a half weeks in. How's Amy doing? It's been great. It's been great. Yeah. I love the desert. Love I'm the sad desert. that we're leaving the desert with this reading. Yeah. It's good. We got to leave sometime. <laughs> You're so consistent. Stay there until Lent. <laughs> See you guys later. It's okay. Everyone just wants to be hot in the desert. No. But let's uh, Lent again. <laughs> Sorry. You ruined me. Advent. It's been good. It feels a little slow. I don't know. Feels slow? Those yeah. full four weeks, baby. Yeah. No, we had our first snow though, and I think that helped a little bit feel 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 the feel Festive, the season. Yeah, it's so interesting. Grew up my whole life in warm weather, not having at all the season feel. But I think people just try harder down there, so <laughs> <laughs> which okay. is good. They try harder for the spirit. Yikes! Because here it's just you I'm feel it with the so season. Sorry, you know? that we don't try hard enough. Yeah, it's here. not enough. It's I want just it, the snow. I want everything to like. I want Advent to throw up on everything, basically. <laughs> but <laughs> it's good. It just feels a little slow. Like a sleepy advent, which is mm. fine. Um, but still good. Still with the, the Hello app, meeting the, the people that, you know, mean something to the story of Jesus, like coming to be Jesus here on earth. Uh, yesterday was Zachariah, so it was nice. Monday of the Hello app on week three of Advent, <laughs> not week four. <laughs> Whatever you're um, But yeah, so it was good. It was just good to hear the perspective of like what it meant to be Zachariah hearing that he was going to have a son and him being like, God, give me proof. And God said, no voice. <laughs> <laughs> or the angel. Maybe not the, the angel. Maybe not Gabriel the was a little temperamental. That's how I felt. I was like, wow, a little temper here, man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. How's yours, Father Steve? Good. Still going well. Uh, missed some days working out. Life is, uh, life is busy, but it's been good. A lot of good reflection um doing the blog with with father benny has been good of just reflecting every day on the daily readings and um and then it's it's beautiful to be a priest and to i don't know be able to celebrate the different masses in different places and to preach and um when we're recording this on a tuesday <laughs> yesterday was our lady of guadalupe and i got to celebrate mass for the first time in our parish saint john bosco parish in porchester and that was just yeah really beautiful to see a church filled a mm -hmm. lot of energy um a lot of yeah it was just a good a really good spirit so it was great to to celebrate that and um yeah there's been a lot of good moments this advent season so we'll say a little prayer and then we'll read the gospel for this coming sunday the fourth sunday of advent in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen come holy spirit help us to hear your words help us to gain wisdom and to be able to share we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for your word we thank you for your presence and we thank you for your your continued grace and we ask all this through christ our lord amen, amen. mary help of christians pray for us a reading from the gospel of matthew this is how the birth of jesus christ came about 
when his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. Just a moment of silence. We can share a few words or phrases that stuck out. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. Do not be afraid. Such was his intention. A righteous man. You are to name him Jesus. And now, a moment of reflection. What do you have to offer today? <laughs> okay, for some reason I'm being <laughs> I'm very eyes. much encouraged it's by you. Vicky, and I'm trying to ignore them, uh, <laughs> but she won't let me. So for me, uh, like I said, the sentence or phrase that really stuck out was, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about, with the emphasis really being on the word birth for me. Um, so right before these verses, Matthew starts by listing the genealogy of Jesus, starting with Abraham, and then going all the way to Mary and Joseph. But then he skips the Annunciation. He skips that part of Mary saying yes, um, of the conception happening, all of that, and he goes straight to saying um, that that happened, but then focusing on Joseph and really the birth aspect of Jesus. How was Jesus actually able to be born, to be brought into the world in that way? And so putting that together um, for me of seeing this genealogy and then seeing it then go into the kind of like this description that led up to the nativity, it showed me that there was a long list of choices that allowed that to happen. Um, and so obviously these, these are choices of Abraham, these are choices of his son, these are choices of all the people throughout that time, and some were good choices and some were bad choices, but God was able to use all of those choices. And so for me, um, two of the choices that I saw Joseph making in this um, the scene that's portrayed by Matthew was, first of all, he knew that he didn't want to expose her to shame. So he knew that he did not want to have her stoned by the community or brought before the elders to see if she would be stoned. So that would be the first thing that would have stopped Jesus from being born. If Mary was stoned, her life ends, Jesus's life ends. So he already had made that decision. But then the second decision that he was making was to not only um, like allow this to happen, but then to accept this as his own, uh, to be viewed as that earthly father for Jesus, to say, this is my son, this is my wife, this is my family. And that's referenced in um, the stories in the Bible. They say, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this the son of Joseph? So he really took on this embodiment and went a step further 
And I was talking to Vicky about this. And what would this have been like for Jesus if he didn't have an earthly father who is willing to be that family unit for him? Would people have listened to him? Would he have had an ordinary life back then if Mary was a single mother and had this out-of-wedlock baby? Um, what that would have looked like for him? So just these choices that Joseph had made and how that allowed for Jesus to be born. So that was the first thing that struck me. Amen. Beautiful. And it brings it down to real, well, real choices, real, real life. And uh, for me, that was actually the same, the same verse, no? That uh, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. But for me, it was trying to put on Jewish ears, mm -hmm. you know, to see what it would have been like for the Jewish community of Matthew, because we know Matthew is writing, he writes very, in a very Jewish way to a Jewish community, Jewish Christians, um, and what that line would have been like to hear it proclaimed of the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, you know, the one who was promised, the one that everybody was waiting for, the ones the prophet spoke about, this is his birth. Like This is the moment that he came into the world and began God with us, you know, that Emmanuel, you know, or Yeshua, Jesus, the one who saves, uh, saves us from our sins. So it's beautiful, I don't know, just to like think about what that would have been like, how exciting, how confusing, how just the emotions and the energy and everything that would have been with this proclamation. And, uh, and I talked to my friend Benny, who speaks Hebrew, and it's modern Hebrew, so it's obviously not the same as they would have proclaimed back in the day, um, but perhaps it's pretty close. But I'm actually going to play it on the podcast, so you'll hear uh, Father Benny from Jerusalem say this first line about this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about, and then the mother Mary betrothed Joseph before they lived together, was found with child through the Holy Spirit. כך הייתה הולדת ישוע המשיח. מרים אמו הייתה מאורסת ליוסף, ובטרם התאחדו, נמצאה הרה לרוח הקודש. And so to hear that in Hebrew, uh, for me it was, I don't know, it gives it a little bit of power, uh, a little more than I'm used to. And that was my reflection this week, really, was sometimes it becomes so nonchalant, sometimes we can say so easy, okay, Jesus, God was born, God incarnate, Christmas, all these kind of things that... It becomes so cliche, so easy to say, but uh, but just recognizing how profound and how incredible and how really how impactful this whole thing was um, to try to get into that spirit a little bit and uh, wake up a little bit. I think that's Advent for, for us. It's the call to wake up and see how God is working since the very beginning and how he enters into our world and how things change and how grace is right there. Um, so for me, that... That line kind of woke me up when I was reading it uh, this morning. For me, I think the first part that struck me was the do not be afraid. I think that God, um, like through the, the voice of, of the angel, right, like encourages Joseph, like where he is. Um, and to me, I don't know, it just felt, it's probably because I feel like Advent's slow this year, but <laughs> like it's just like it felt very, I don't know, good like uh, like good of god to like just speak to joseph exactly where he was like he knew his doubts right like it t the the gospel tells us like joseph like a righteous man right but then also that god is listening to his doubts and to like the way that he was planning and i'm sure like there was prayer and confusion and all of those things were happening at the same time and so god then sends the angel to offer clarity like to show the vision and to encourage him um 
and I think that just shows us like how known we are like celebrating Our Lady of Guadalupe like that's the whole thing that like God looks at us and says like I'm going to come to you in a way that's familiar and so that's Jesus but then also sending like Mary all like all of those centuries later to Juan Diego and and showing herself as like the Mexican people and so I think it was just beautiful like a continual like theme of like okay we're known by God and he's listening um and he offers us these like signs to like move forward um and then so thinking about that I then like jumped to a the rabbit hole of thoughts but um like Joseph could have ignored it right and he didn't which like thank God he didn't because of what Amy had said when she shared that earlier earlier today when we we're doing Lexio I was like no, you're right. Like how different would Jesus's life have been if like Joseph was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Thank you, angel. Um, no. Right. And then like Mary would have had to have gone through the whole whatever, like by herself and what, what that have, what, what would that have meant? Um, but then I think when you like look at the words of the prophet, like later on um, and like in all the shock, kind of the same thing as last week, like in all the shock, do they recognize themselves in the stories they heard growing up? So Father Steve, what you were saying, right? Like that, like still the the Jewish people are being chosen, right? To represent this holy family. Beautiful. They probably lived like beautiful, like Jewish lives, full lives. But like, did they recognize themselves when they heard it all? Or was it like the human takes over and you're like, what the heck? That can't be me. Like, I've heard that before. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, like, or I don't know. So I think that part stands out. But then also this idea of like your whole life, you wait for God to reveal like the purpose of your life to you and then suddenly it happens and then you have to act on it. So like Joseph, who knows what he prayed for while he was becoming a carpenter, while he was this young man, while he was then a man, whatever, all these things. And that like God said, you're going to be the son of my son. Like you're going to be the father of my son. I'm like, okay, what? Like you have to raise Jesus. Um, and he did in such a beautiful way. Like Again, what Amy was sharing that like he really claimed him as his own. But I wonder like what that's like um, that you one day just find out and you're like, now I can live it or I, I can ignore it. And that's a beautiful like I think just question of like vocation and being open and like in your life, what you're going to do every single day and how does that matter and what are you asking? Um, so that was like really beautiful. But then again, what you were saying of the like this is a really like profound story that maybe we gloss over. For me, it maybe it was the opposite. I think I tend to lean towards more like the human of like the human story instead because like they're historically real people. Like these people existed. Jesus was real. You know, he lived and died and this is real. Like it's not, it's not Santa Claus. It's real. Um, and so for me, I was just thinking like how confusing it all must have been and like difficult like this actual moment, like at first when I heard, so Amy read the first reading uh, when we did Lexio and all I could think was like, man, Joseph, the heck, bro, you're going to like secretly divorce her. And like, so it's nice kind of, you know, to like preserve her, no shame. But like, also he probably was like, the heck are you telling me right now? <laughs> like what is going on? And Mary, imagine like how much shame and discomfort and like fear, like overwhelming every part of her to be like, hello, I am pregnant with the Lord's baby um the holy spirit came to me like what a story like but also like that they allowed grace to like actively work in their life um but like the grace had to combat all of this like human judgment and fear and everything that we feel like they felt in this crazy magnitude because they're dealing like the son of god is gonna come to you like how wild but then that it's messy like 
everything about the story is like an actual mess like <laughs> everything you would think it's that a like storm. god came into the world it like would it would be, be the most beautiful and perfect peaceful <laughs> and no like it, he made it wild out here for them like and they had to like just allow like grace to work they had to just allow god to provide and to trust and all of these things so for me yes in all of that it's super profound and like incredible and amazing and like we really for sure like yeah god like jesus is like the incarnate god like what but also like that they are it's a mess like the human part of it is so wild to me like the more that I think about it and it definitely has to do with like I think themes that I'm seeing everywhere else like that's what people are talking about of like Mary gave birth and we see these pristine pristine images of Mary and baby Jesus and it's like <laughs> I have lots of nurse friends and that's not what birth looks like like it's never easy or simple and like that's in the 21st century and so all of these years ago like but then the travel and like everything everything so i think it's just it feels very real like trying to look at it like as a person reading it reading the story of other people um has been i think probably the most life-giving part of my sleepy advent is this like there's a real story of humanity here um but yeah, long reflection on these works. No, and I think it's true, and I think it's beautiful to, to hear. But then also, as you're speaking, it's a mess, but it's, it's a mess with, like, roots. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a family and people who are deeply rooted. So, like, uh, Joseph, a righteous man, means he's, like, deeply rooted in the law. He knows the stories. He knows what's going on. Mary, we, we think the same, you know, that she would have come from... Uh, her grandparents, Anne and Joquim, mm -hmm. they would have been deeply rooted in the stories and the people and, and everything. So, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, it's confusing, like our life. But if we are deeply rooted, mm. like then we, we're we not going to get blown away. We're not going to get swept away. We're going to be able to, to go through all the travels and the fear and the doubt and everything. And I think that's a beautiful invitation to, to read scripture and mm -hmm. to be deeply rooted in, in our history and our story and in grace and all these things. Because you're right, it is... There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of doubt and mess and all that kind of stuff. But I think when we look at at least what we, we say they were, you know, these righteous people, these prayerful people, people deeply rooted in the story. And I think that's also the beauty of the genealogy beforehand is like these people were from the beginning mm -hmm. deeply rooted in their story. And that sustains them and, and gives them a little bit of courage and an anchor to kind of navigate the mess and navigate the storm and the uncertainty and because even at the end okay both of them no i mean after the annunciation the angel departed right and here joseph awoke but both of them mary went in haste to elizabeth joseph woke up and did as they commanded as the angel said and took took mary as his wife but that doesn't mean they know what's going to happen like yeah. it's still a mess they're yeah. still on their own they don't know what's what's coming up they don't know how it's going to be they don't know exactly what to do they don't know how to raise the child mm -hmm. but it's but it's those roots i think that give them the next right thing to mm -hmm. give them the next step is to just to continue really what they were doing beforehand um but in the mess like stay rooted stay prayerful stay righteous um and keep keep going so. yeah no and i don't think i think it's like the dream the dream is not what convinced him like i'm glad you said that because it's a good way to look at it like there was they were people like they were already people of faith so it's not like this is their conversion story this is just mm -hmm. like the answer to the call mm -hmm. right like so it's like the dream is not the convincing part like it was everything else that 
maybe the dream is just the encouragement. It was the, the visitation was the encouragement to like live out what you had been taught about being courageous and accepting grace and inviting the Lord and whatever, like offering your life in a different way. And so, yeah, for sure. Like I think, um, yeah, a good, a good thing to point out for sure. The other thing for me, and it's a word that was already used a lot, was about righteousness. Mm -hmm. That was good, too. Um, So the phrase in here is, since he was a righteous man. And so um, kind of what I was talking about before, about that appearance that he was the father. Um, So I don't know um, fully all the stuff about betrothal and what would have been the law back then, but they weren't living together at the time, and they had some sort of contract with each other, but I don't know if it would have been necessarily viewed as lawful for Joseph to have been with Mary during that time because this was kind of their engagement period. So I'm not sure of all the nuances of that, but it led me to think about the fact that, okay, so he was a righteous man. And because he was a righteous man, he was probably viewed by the Jewish community as a righteous man as well. Um, like that, that was the core of who he was, but it also probably was an appearance to other people as well that they picked up on that. And so if this happened, he was then given the choice, like, okay, I can continue to be a real, truly righteous man, but maybe I don't appear righteous to the other people in my community. And making that choice of saying, okay, in the eyes of God, I'm going to do what he's asking of me, and that's true righteousness. That's truly following um, what God wants. That's truly following his call, his word, um, the law that he's, he's giving us. But at the same time, maybe it doesn't look good to other people. And so that call to us, um, are we more wrapped up with the appearance of how we look, how we're doing Advent, how we are as Catholics or Christians, or is that not really a factor for us? Is that, is that something that's holding us back or something that we're truly able to move past and say, that's not something that I worry about and where God calls is where I'm going to go, even if that does not look the way maybe other people's lives look. And like Vicky was saying, like the human aspect of mess, like God's using all these people's choices throughout all of history that are good choices, bad choices. But that means that sometimes it's going to look like a mess because there's humans involved and he's not just coming in and he's like, I'm going to clean all this up first. And then I'm going to come here. He's like, no, I'm going to come in your mess because this is where you are right now. Um, But so, so maybe it looks like a mess to the outside world when we're following God's will. Um, but are we willing, like Joseph, to say that's not what matters? What matters is is what I'm actually doing and what's in my heart and not what outside people are seeing. Yeah, and that brings it to the heart. You know? Again, this whole idea of, again, with this righteous man, that the righteous thing to do was what you said before, you know? follow the law, this is what the law says, you can be considered a righteous man. But already here, he's unwilling to expose because there's heart there. No, so it's not just a lawful man, but it's a lawful man with a heart who's mm-hmm. able to see the person and able to feel and be close close with somebody. So that's also this Advent journey is is about the heart, and the Salesian aspect of it is definitely always about the heart. Is where is our heart? Um, how are you living? How are you? you know, okay, following the law, going to mass every Sunday, great. That's a righteous thing to do. But is there heart there? Is there actual following Monday to Saturday? Is there mm-hmm. actual prayer? Is there actually um, you know, really love and, and all, all the other stuff that we're, we're called to do. So it's, uh, yeah, another wake-up call, no? To look at what we're doing, our actions, and is it 
even I was reading the other day because I have to prepare for something for Salesians that St. John Bosco said that he used to act in a mechanical way, right? He used to just go through um, and do the prayers and do everything, the Angelus, everything was like a robot. But then he met somebody, uh, Colasso, Don Colasso, and it opened up his, his heart and he began to, to savor the spiritual life. He began to have a, a good taste for the spiritual life because his heart was, was awakened and, and he was able to live actually from the heart and pray from the heart and speak from the heart and all those things. So it's one thing to be righteous and follow the law and it's another thing to really have a heart for, a heart for God and to have a, a really a, a taste for, for the spiritual life. Uh, and I think that's what we all are called to. Um, yeah, follow the law, but have a big heart. Don't be a Grinch. Don't be a Grinch. <laughs> Tender heart, <laughs> let it grow. Three sizes. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Anything else? I think I've said beautiful like 20 times in this episode. I feel very affirmed by it, though. <laughs> do, you, do you feel affirmed? Beautiful words. Beautiful words. For me, the last piece was that God included Joseph even in the prophecy. So, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. And I love that it says they. Because, like, it's not just, like, Mary and Jesus, like, against the world. It's, like, there was Joseph there in the family. Um, and I just love that, that, like, he was me also meant to be there. It was not a random person, like, chosen. Like, the same thing that we've been saying, the genealogy. But that he's there in prophecy. It is not. It doesn't stop there. There's an extra line. And they shall name him Emmanuel. And I just think it's beautiful that we get to focus a little bit on Joseph, this like a silent partner in the life of, silent but not really, but um, in the life of Jesus. And um, God, was, God was aware, right? Like looking. Maybe that's a good little, like we can't, we don't like sneak by. Like God, is, God sees us and um, we all have a, a role to play and a part to play in this like big life. Um, so it was just a good little reminder. And for me, one last thing is one of the greatest memes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the one that says, uh, God didn't say everything happens for a reason. He said, I will be with you always. Mm. And so for me, that is just beautiful. a beautiful, yeah, it's a, a good reminder that, okay, well, he's not gonna, he's not a, like a vending machine where we get everything we want, mm. we can manipulate it's no, he, he enters the mess. He is always with us. So sometimes our problems are not going to be solved right away. Sometimes there's going to be suffering. There's going to be bad things that happen. But we don't have a God who is like a genie that we pray to and he makes everything better right away. No, we have a God who walks with us, a God who is with us. Emmanuel, no, God is with us. So that gives us the strength and the courage and the grace to, to walk with him through the problems and through the suffering and through the joys and, and through everything. That We have a God who shares life with us. And, and for me, that's something I always try to, to preach about, but also to remember. Um, because sometimes I, like, why is this happening to me, God? And we put him far away as if he's not there with us in that, in that very exact moment. So it's, it's okay. Instead of, like, why did this happen? What are we going to do about it now? Mm. Like, it's here now. That's so wh what are we going to do? How are we going to walk together? What do you need me to do? I need you to do this. I need this grace. Um, but it's together. It's walking together. It's moving together. So for me, it's just a good reminder of, of where our God is, that he's not some distant God that we pray to, expecting him to fix all our problems or to give us things when we, when we want them. But it's a God who is very close, walking with us. Um, and yeah, everything works for the good, like we've seen, all the choices, good or bad, everything works for the good. 
uh, for those who love God and, and when there's grace there. But, uh, but remembering that yeah, God is with us. That's what we celebrate for Christmas. You guys can't see it, but when Father Steve said why, he looked up. And then how he looked to the side. And that's good. <laughs> I that? think even that of like the like walking with, it's a my, good reminder. Dance move? Yeah, walk, look up to the side. Yeah. <laughs> but even just the reminder of like maybe that is like how we, we like mm. like that defeat of like head back, mm. shoulders down, a little slumped. But like you just look to the side and you're like, mm, mm. how are we gonna fix that? <laughs> what are we gonna do next? Gonna you do know, next? like that's good. Like that's how you would talk to your friends, that's how you would like look for comfort, all of those things. You'd look to the side wouldn't like look up at no one in the sky right like if god is close he's next to us so that's a good that's when we need the video (laughs) (laughs) next year next year (laughs) it's okay (laughs) all right so we encourage everybody hopefully you're reading hopefully Mm -hmm. you're preparing um but we got another week and a half before christmas and uh more preparation we do, right, the better Christmas is. Right? We really get the spirit and we, we understand that we're able to really you know, go to Mass and to really receive everything that God wants to give us. So um, keep going. Hopefully your Advent's going okay. If it's not, still time. Still time. There's always time. There's always time until there's not. <laughs> until it's Christmas and you wasted it. Okay. But, but week uh, four. But we're, yeah, we're moving to week four. Got this. this. Is, uh, we can do this. So enjoy all you students. If there's any students out there listening, good luck with exams. Good luck with your things. Praying for you. Praying for you. Come see us on Friday. (laughs) Come see us on Friday. Adoration and tacos. (laughs) in High School. Donate. Oh, donate. If you haven't seen that we're trying to raise money for scholarships, December 8th to January 31st. So you can find the PayPal link. um, And if you can help us out, we're looking for 500 people. To donate ten dollars, which would give us five thousand dollars for for scholarship for people to come on the programs and to help young people uh, to meet Jesus, to meet Don Bosco, to live the Salesian spirit. So, if you can um, find the PayPal link, donate a little bit of money, help us out with scholarships. We thank you for your generosity, and uh, let's finish with a little prayer. They're just like nodding. We're heads. nodding. <laughs> just say yes. Yes, yes sir. This is, yes, this, father. This is a yes, podcast. Father, yes, Only Reverend. audio. Let's hear some words here. <laughs> yes, Father, let's pray. You're alone Great at this job. point. We both left. <laughs> Ready, Amy? Let's leave. All right. <laughs> let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord, we thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for... For your life, we thank you for your grace. Uh, we ask you to continue to be with us, help us recognize your presence. And uh, as always, as we celebrated this last week, a uh, beautiful feast of, of Mary, we call upon our Blessed Mother to continue to guide us, to walk with us, to lead us to her Son, help us to live like Him, um, and to really receive humbly um, and with a lot of faith. And uh, the same with Joseph. No, we ask, so we ask our Blessed Mother to, to be with us as we say, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, help of Christians. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Happy Advent. Bye. Hope you wake up. Hope it's not sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Me sleepy. Bye. Bye, everybody. God bless. (laughs) 